Bushin, and uh, he was getting beaten a lot by Robert E. Lee. They want to rip his statue down all over the place, but Robert E. Lee, Robert E. Lee was a, whether you like him or not, whether you like statues or not, you know, they don't rip statues down anymore. I signed a law. Ten years in jail. supposed to be over in one day. You know, it's supposed to end immediately because the North was too powerful for the South. But it just shows when you have leaders, when you have a great general and Robert E. Lee, he would have won except for Gettysburg. And that was because his general was killed, who's going to lead Gettysburg. Really bad start to the day. That's better. Ah, I think I'm gonna have to do a redo. Not how I envisioned the start to this show.
Mega. This is Danger Close USA, angry, pissed off American podcast radio. And your host, your voice of reason during times of treason, the angry one. You're a blue collar, hardworking American Democrat. Jeff Kaufman. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Danger Close USA, where you get nothing but honest opinions in the simple declaration. By the rule of law, I am a propagandist. Because I'm, this is my ideology that I'm promoting. My thoughts, my opinions. So I like to make a disclaimer that you should use your own freaking gray matter to make up your own opinion. Don't just take my word or my thoughts and make them your own. I think that's something every person should say before they do their show if they're not actual news. And I'm not actually news. If you're just going to be talking about your opinion of an event that happened in politics or in America in general, then you should uh, at least make sure that your listeners know that you're just spreading your opinion and they should form their fucking own. I think that would help a little bit, especially when you're talking about some of the crazy fuckers out there that spread propaganda. Frightening, in a way, if you really want to be honest. And and it's funny how they uh, feed the equation of Trump. There's so much more out there that is working to undermine democracy than there is trying to stand up for it. This whole thing with Donald Trump has been just insane. You get to see the inner workings of propaganda on full display. Donald Trump says a boo-boo, does something wrong, says something he shouldn't have said, which has happened a lot in the last four years. And the propagandist machines automatically, not independently, all come to his rescue with alternate facts and distractions and more propaganda. You know, I jokingly made uh, a reference to Donald Trump coming out with his own book called 
how to destroy a nation a do-yourself guide for morons and you know it's really fucked up you know I was trying to be a little humorous trying to be a little funny about it it's actually true every fucking bit of it that's what's fucked up See, uh, if you want to destroy a nation, all you got to do is divide it. And then you want to empower your half that you've taken away from this country and demonize the other. If you don't see that's what is happening, you're blind. I, don't, I, I can't help any American out there that's just like, no, dude, Donald Trump's like the best president this country has ever had. So you're okay with division. You're okay with your side being praised and empowered while the other side in democracy is demonized and disfranchised. Oh, no, we're not disfranchised, but we're labeled. You know, uh, if you speak out against Donald Trump, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat. You're automatically labeled. And what's funny is these labels don't even really apply to these people, even Republicans, diehard conservatives who are still diehard conservatives and Republicans just because they decide that they're not going to vote for Donald Trump because he's a danger to democracy. These people are also automatically labeled with liberal, with a socialist label, with a communist label. It's, it's, and it's amazing uh, a turn of events when these people are like, no, I'm still a Republican and still a conservative. I just don't like what Donald Trump's doing to my country. And it's, it's a shame that more Republicans aren't like that. You know, I remember when we used to have two sides. Now we only have one. And that's your side. If you're supporting Donald Trump, there is no other side. And I think that's wrong. I don't want people to question their party. Well, let me let me take that back. I would I would like it if people questioned their party. But I'm not like trying to get people or persuade people to change sides. Stay a Republican. Stay a diehard conservative. I happen to like the old-fashioned Republican diehard conservatives that actually believed in equality and justice. I actually like those people. They were pretty good. Those, those people were all right. The people we have now, they've gone beyond what, what I would consider is a decent Republican and a decent conservative. They've gone to the extreme. And they're emboldening and embracing a lot of things that just don't stand for America at all, like racism and hate. You know, I watched a video yesterday. It was kind of eye-opening, but at the same time, it wasn't for me because I've seen this before. But there was a white guy holding a Black Lives Matter sign out in front of a Walmart in Arkansas. And while he was standing there holding that sign, he videotaped numerous people driving by saying racial slurs and hateful words, even calling him a kike at one minute. Um, even a guy threatened his life. Um, it was just amazing 
to me that people were so shocked by this. There were actually comments and like, dude, I, I could never imagine America being like that. It's just that it, open your fucking eyes. And these are the same people that support Trump. They're riding by in cars and trucks and calling this guy <laughs> horrible fucking names. One guy pulled up and said, uh, explain it to me. I don't understand it. how coon lives matter because they don't. And he drives off. Yeah, actually said that. That's your party, Republicans. Those are the people that are in your party that call the right home, that call themselves Republicans, that call themselves conservatives. That's your crowd. Those are your people. You know, I always refer back to Charlottesville. When the white skinhead, Nazi, wannabe, white supremacist, fucking whatever decide to march on uh, Charlottesville, I always like to remind people who they called home. They called themselves Republicans and they called Donald Trump their president. And they stand on the right with you in the same crowd that you're in. And if you don't share those values, why the fuck are you sharing the same fucking crowd? Why are you still part of that, that value system that is accepting that as part of their side of the fence? If I knew that my side of the fence was home to racism and bigotry, hatred, white supremacists, Nazis, skinheads, and the rest, would I stay on that side of the fence as an American? No, not going to happen, pal. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? Right? Okay. Ain't fucking happening, mate. No, but... You know, I always say, and I try to get this point again, it's on my Twitter fucking uh, banner above my fucking stupid picture. It says right there, and it's my own words, I wrote it. And it, I, you should read it. On the side of history where one should stand is on the side of equality and justice, for there is no matching equivalence. That's my saying. If you're not standing with equality and you're not standing with justice, then you're standing with the wrong fucking people. And that's not how America was meant to be. This is Danger Close, USA, angry, pissed off American podcast radio. I got to run into the store and yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Just kidding. Hope you're having a great morning. Um, if you're just tuning in, you've never heard my show before. My name is Jeff Kaufman. And I do this show out of spite towards propagandists working on behalf of the Republican Party and Donald Trump. I'm not Mark Levin. I'm not Sean Hannity. I'm not Glenn Beck. I'm not Rush Limpballs. I'm not Janine Pierro or Tucker Carlson. I'm a blue collar, blue collar, hardworking American. And I just happen to be a Democrat and I don't support Donald Trump. And I do my show off an LG phone that constantly gets notifications and it's driving me fucking crazy when I try and do my show. One of these days, one of these days, someone's going to hear my show and go, you know what? I think you should be syndicated. That'd be great. That would be fucking great. If I could do this for a fucking living, that would be fucking great. You know, because I, I drill wells for a living. Water wells, geothermal wells. I put holes in the ground, sometimes 650, 1,000 feet, you know. Yeah, it's not the most uh, exciting job in the world, but it's uh, one of the hardest jobs in the world. It's a tough fucking job. <laughs> you know, it's not easy busting your ass. 
for moolah. Anyways, this is Danger Close, USA. Your host, Jeff Kaufman. I'll be right back. I remember this guy, Welchie. He got hit on the knee with a canister of tear gas, and he went down. He didn't. He was down. My knee, my knee. Nobody cared. These guys didn't care. They moved him aside. And they just walked right through. It was like, it was the most beautiful thing. No, because after we take all that crap, for weeks and weeks, they would take this crap, and then you finally see men get up there and go right through. Didn't, wasn't it really a beautiful sight? subject of refugees. You know it. You know it perhaps better than almost anybody. Lots of luck. You having a good time with your refugees? That's good. We want to have Omar. Yeah, he said Omar. That's a beauty. How the hell did she win the election? How did she win? Uh, you know, you saw the head of the FBI yesterday starting to go, Russia! Russia's looking at our election. Russia. Here we go again. Russia, Russia, Russia. I said, what about China? What about North Korea? What about Iran? What about... They don't mention anybody else. The narrative seems to be Russia. So I watched some fucking insane Trump rally in fucking Missouri. I still don't fucking get why his uh, followers are like, ah, we don't need masks. We don't, masks are a form of control. It's communism over your mouth, man. Uh, I mean, even a simple fuckington, a simpleton, a simple fuckington. A fucking complete, utter fucking moron should understand the principle of what a mask can do. But does not stop smoke? God help us. Look, if someone came out and said, a scientist said, <clears throat> you wearing a mask could reduce you catching this virus by 89%. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? 
But no, we want to demonize science. We want to demonize the possibility of not spreading this with a very simple tool. We want to make this all about democracy instead of health. We're saying things like, but only old people are dying. Only people on their last legs. No. So if you're a human being and you're old, that's acceptable. If you're a human being and you're on your last legs, that's acceptable. It's an acceptable loss. You know, I can remember a guy back in the pages of history who tried to actually explain that to his own people when he started executing people that were disadvantaged, mentally insane, serious birth defects. He considered them a drain on their economy. So he had them all executed. It was one of the first tests of the gas that was made by, I can't remember the name of the company, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's actually, I think it's still in operation, I'm not sure. But actually decided that that's how they were gonna try out this gassing system. And they tried it out on their own people. People with handicaps and mental disorders and birth defects and, and whatnot. He received a little backlash about it, too. Some of the people of his country did not like the idea of euthanizing their citizens, even if they were handicapped. And those same people were labeled as liberals. And attacked in the media. of that era. So here we sit today with a sitting president that's not euthanizing, I hope, our own people, but doing a lot of damage through other means. And during a COVID-19 pandemic in the United States, the president, knowing, even stating on record, that the coronavirus is deadly stuff, man. It's bad stuff. I mean, it can even kill you just spending a few moments in a room with somebody. It's some bad stuff. Continuously holds rallies. The intelligence... It's not there, is it? Or do you think it is intelligent, but not in a good way? I mean, you're either blatantly a believer that this whole virus thing is a hoax, or you're dumb enough to show up at these rallies. Yeah, I'll be all right. I gotta catch it. I mean, these are these are insane events that he's pulling off. Thousands of people in attendance. 
closely packed, not spread out, no social distancing, all because of patriotism, man. All because if, if we socialize, if, if we don't socialize right, if we have to social distance ourselves, then we're just liberals and communists. You know, you can be smart and uh, intelligent or anything. Because, you know, most people would look at what science has already told us. And instead of trying to make up excuses so you don't have to wear a mask. I've actually heard women complain. I like wearing me. I, I, I put on my lipstick. I don't know why I put on my lipstick. It's so stupid. This, this mask thing is just so controlling. If you're wearing a mask, why are you fucking concerned about people seeing you with lipstick on or not? Hell, this would be a really great time saver for some ladies. You don't have to put on so much fucking makeup anymore. You can put a mask over that fucking face. And I mean that in the most sincere way to the people bitching about having to wear a mask because it covers their lipstick and they want people to see their lipstick. It's so horrible. You know what they're trying to do to us? They're making it so I can't show off my ruby reds. For fuck's sake, man. How shallow and pedantic do we have to be as a fucking nation? We're more worried about how people might see our lips while wearing a mask to save others from catching a virus, including yourself. But there's the argument. There's the argument. It's a form of control. No, it's not. You can actually make that choice not to wear a mask if not. If you want to or don't. But that choice that you make, whether or not to wear that mask, could do a lot of damage. And, and to your own family. I should have wore a mask at home. I was working around the same guy. He had COVID. And he gave it to me. So I'm at fault for guess what? Not wearing a mask. And if I had just worn my mask for that week I spent with him... I probably would have never caught the fucking shit. But I got so comfortable working with this guy and thinking that, you know, he was on the same wavelength as me and he was, you know, taking precautions and doing all the things that my family's been doing. No. No. Can't do that. No. Uh, It's troublesome, isn't it? Okay, I'll be right back. I have to use the ATM. You know, to the ladies in this wonderful world, no matter where you live, I don't care how nice of a town, small and when you pull up to an ATM, always check your fucking mirrors and take a good look around before you roll down that window. Take a good look around, even if just, just for a couple seconds. Because you never know if someone's standing around the fucking corner or pulling up behind you, always pay attention to your surroundings. Just saying.
While your transaction is processing, please note an important, an important message. Okay, that didn't last very long. Not a very important message if I can't fucking read it. Money, money. Stop number two is complete in my tasks from my morning. Onward to stop number three. Small little town I live in. Small little town. I happen to like my little town. If it wasn't for the fact that it's full of racists and bigots and fucking morons, I would fucking stay here for the rest of my life. I really would, because I love this little town. I really, truly, honestly do. I just can't fucking, I can't stand it. <laughs> my bank lady is actually, uh, She's Hindu. Very beautiful woman. Very kind. Very sincere. Probably the best uh, bank account manager I've ever ran across in my entire life. And she has just moved here from a big city. And she loves it here. And I happened to mention about racism. She goes, I have not seen it here yet. I thought about it for a minute. And I said, well, in my head, I'm going, well, she does work at a bank. She's not exactly hanging out with the same people I hang out with. But I, I just told her, I said, I hope you never see it. I said, because it exists here. I said, I'm not saying it to be a, a negative a negative Nelly. I just know how this town is. I said, I've been here for a long time. I said, I hope you never get to see it because that's what ruins it for me, living here. Because I love living here. I, I mean, I really do. I truly love this town. Fucking love it. I love the police here. Great guys, for the most part. I just, I love it here. But the racism and the bigotry and the shit they teach the kids in school and the things they come home and tell us that they've overheard and the things, it's much worse than it, like, you know, what you would expect. It's bad. It's really bad. And what's even more upsetting as an American is when you see it at its face value here. And you meet someone who, who, just like you, loves the town, loves living here. Just moved here, though. And has yet to fully experience what this town is really like. And I, I, I don't want people to have, like, a negative attitude towards things. You know what I mean? I just wanted her to be aware. And it was in the middle of a conversation. You know what I told her? She was, you know, kind of not dismissive. Like, oh, I don't believe in that. But she said, I have yet to actually experience it here. And I said, I really hope you never do. I said, I hope you never have to experience that here. I said, but, you know, 
there's a reason why there's a black community that's pretty much sheltered on a hill and the rest of the town is white. And I mean, I'm just being honest. And they, you know, segregate themselves. It's the most redneck fucking goddamn town in the world. I don't want to live here, but we're here. This is where I ended up after my separation and, and custody battle. Um, so for me, it, it works. fuck I'm going I think it's this way I'm going the wrong way I don't know if this is a one way or what You know, when people say that racism isn't a real thing in the United States, I, I, I wonder how much of a sheltered life they've had. I mean, this lady, I, I'm not going to say she's been sheltered, but I would say maybe a little. Um, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with uh, being like that. You know, I wish I could be that way. I wish I'd never experienced some of the things I've experienced in life. Maybe I'd be, uh, maybe I'd have a different outlook as far as things go. See you later. Okay, that's over.
That went good. One last thing I had to worry about this morning. Oh, and I have uh, some good news coming up, and I can't share it with you yet. Yeah, good news. I just can't share it with you yet. <laughs> I am not putting myself out there for embarrassment. Fuck am I? Oh, now I know where I am. Oh, oh. I'm in a bad part of the neighborhood. Let's put it that way. Bad part of the neighborhood. And it's white people. <laughs> it's like the white ghetto. You think I'm kidding? Bunch of meth heads and fucking aluminum sheds. I don't know. It's weird. It's like one part of this town I live in. It's actually called Hanging Dog. Yes, Hanging Dog. Not making that up. That's the actual name of the township. And what's what's interesting to note about the name of this township, not just the fact that it's called Hanging Dog, um, is that it's probably one of the biggest meth capitals of the world. And you wouldn't know it driving through it because it's very small it's a very beautiful area I mean it's fucking gorgeous but actually there's a little area out there that I know that I know and just from working in this town for as long as I have I don't, I don't visit this area um, but it's like nothing but meth heads and ice heads I guess they're called and I don't have people I don't, I don't have a problem with people smoking marijuana I mean I don't I, I, there's actually hanging dogs kind of infamous. Um, they were in high times back in the 70s or something for some strain called mango. No, I'm not kidding. So, um, but in this particular area, you're, it's it's like driving through the white ghetto. I mean, it really is. And, and it's all meths, meth heads, drug addicts. You know, people that wear the Confederate flag for a fucking jacket type thing and have no teeth. And going, you see the shadow people? Have, 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 you, have you seen the shadow people? Oh. Kind of like that. A little bit. Do I have sympathy for people like that? Yeah, I have sympathy. If you're going to change your life, if you're going to try to do something about it, or you're just going to keep smoking meth until you die. And for a lot of people, that's what they do. Crank, meth, whatever, until they die. I don't get it. If you're doing a drug that's going to fucking kill you, why would you keep doing it? But, you know. Guess I'm entitled to my opinion. This fucking douchebag switches lanes twice. Just drive your freaking car, will you? Just drive it. You gotta go 10 miles an hour, buddy. Switch lanes twice. 
just to get back in the same lane. There was nothing there to keep you in that lane in the first place. I don't know why the fuck you had to switch lanes. That was stupid. I bet, he was, yeah, I bet he's a fucking conservative. Look at me. I switched lanes, and then I went back in the lane, and then I went back again. Because I saw you getting ready to pull out, and I thought, no, you can't pull out. I'm going to pull back in this lane. And then he goes back in the other lane. Now he's, I mean, hello. And he wasn't even speeding or anything. He's like, I'm going really slow, and I see you getting ready to pull out, but I'm going to go in this lane. Oh, okay, no. Oh. I can drive through Atlanta. Okay? I can drive through New York City. I could drive through Chicago. And literally, there are more stupid drivers in this little fucking town. The, the entire big city, all the big cities I've ever fucking lived and worked in. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. There are the most ridiculous fucking drivers in the world in this fucking town. I remember one night coming home from work and a guy was driving the wrong way on the fucking road. And honking at me as if I was in his fucking way. And I was like, is this guy fucking all right? What the fuck? I pulled over on the side of the road to let him go by because I was like, there is a truck coming at me down the fucking highway. And I'm I'm sure, pretty sure I'm on the right side. Yeah, I was on the right side of the highway. And here he comes. And I'm like, uh, and I go in the other lane. And I'm like, why are these headlights going in the other So I pulled off into the fucking, almost into the bush. And he drove by honk and I'm like, get off the fucking road. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Huh. I remember one time I got pulled over. I left a gas station. I was on my way home from work. I didn't get home. I, I mean, I left the office at like midnight, one o'clock in the morning sometimes. And I'd be coming home. And it'd be two o'clock in the fucking morning by the time I'm going through town. And I remember at one point, <clears throat> I went and stopped at a gas station. I left at the gas station. All of a sudden, there's a car behind me. And it's right on my ass. I mean, I can't even see the headlights. And he's riding my ass, riding my ass for a good mile. And I'm like, I'm doing the speed limit. And he's, I mean, riding my ass. And I'm in the slow lane. So I I started getting a little nervous. Like, you know, what the fuck does this guy want? And I had a Dodge something. Intrepid. And it had a police package, I think. Well, it did. I I just don't remember. Yeah, I think it was an Intrepid. And I fuck, I mashed that gas pedal. I don't know what the fuck this guy is. I have no idea. All of a sudden, police lights come on. I'm doing like 102 at this point. He was still riding my ass. Did not have his fucking police lights on. Just his high beams, and he was on my ass. So I, I throttled it. I ended up doing about 102 miles an hour before he fucking put on his lights. I pulled right the fuck over. I mean, I, and I was flipped in the fuck out. Because I really, I started to panic. I started to worry this guy was going to fucking, whoever this fucking was behind me, that decided he was going to chase me. I mean, I got up to 102 miles an hour. You know, and he's still riding my ass. And I've got a pretty fast fucking car. It wasn't like, you know, super deluxe. But I pulled over the side of the road. And before he got it, I was already cussing his fucking ass out my fucking window. And I went fucking nutso fucking crazy and I told him, I said, he's, and he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, dude, I mean, really? My lights didn't work. I'm like, okay. 
I said, so you're going to write me a ticket for speeding because I thought you were going to try to fucking kill me? He said, you couldn't tell it was a police car? I said, no, your fucking high beams were on. And the only time I didn't see your high beams was when you were on my ass so fucking tight that all I could see was the, the top of your hood from reflective light off the back of my fucking car. He's like, oh, oh. I'm like, dude, if I thought you were a police car, I would have never fucking went up to 102 miles an hour. I said, I was running for my fucking life. I don't know who the fuck you are. And I chewed his ass out. He apologized. I didn't even get uh, nothing. He just, he asked for my license. And I was like, yeah, he looked at it and he said, okay, you're good to go. Because he knew. He was, he was just upset. He was upset that I was upset. And I feel bad for him at the time. I love that, you know, I, I, what the fuck was I supposed to do? You, you ride up on my ass to the point that your headlights disappear. And at that point in time, I had just left the gas station. I had to take a left-hand turn onto another road, and I was going down that road, and he was still on my ass. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? So I'm in a slow lane, you know, and I slow way down, doing like 45 miles an hour, thinking he'd go around me. Well, no, he doesn't go around me. He just keeps riding my ass, and he's on my fucking bumper almost. And so I get up to the route normal speed, and he's still right there. And I get up a little bit faster normal speed, and he's still right there. Not, like, behind me, but on my fucking ass. So I'm like, you know, no idea what the, the intentions of this person was. And I wasn't about to stop and pull over and say, hey, can I help you? So I just gunned it. And I remember looking looked out of my speedometer, and I was, like, doing maybe 55. And all of a sudden, I was over, I was between 102 and 105 miles an hour. I immediately saw the police lights and pulled over and he was immediately trying to apologize. And I was immediately chewing his ass. That was the only time I've ever been like that towards a police officer because I mean, it was just like crazy, you know, (laughs) I didn't like, you know, so like, I was like, it's a fucking cop. Let's go for it. Um, you know, it was just, uh, you know, scary at that point. And it was like two o'clock in the morning. This dude's riding my ass. Like I owe him money or something, you know? And, for good, I don't know how many miles it was like that, and I finally just gunned it. And he finally put on his fucking cop lights. I still don't understand that to this day. He said his cop lights didn't work, but magically they came on when I went way over the speed limit. Hmm. And his excuse for what he did was he thought I robbed the hotspot gas station. And that's what he told me. He said, I thought maybe you robbed the hotspot. I said, Well, did someone call 911? He's like, oh, no, but it was the way you left. I said, well, I might have took off in a hurry because I was trying to be traffic before it got to the light. I said, but I wasn't, like, speeding. I said, there was no point in time I was speeding until you made me panic. You know, and he was like, oh, well, you know, uh, uh, I'm like, and, um, you know, I thought maybe, maybe the hotspot had called 911. And, but they hadn't, you know, and it had nothing to do with anything but a suspicion because of the way I left the parking lot. I had a Dodge Intrepid with a police edition, and it had some balls. I might have, you know, a little bit, but it wasn't like, you know, I was burning rubber down the fucking highway or something, you know. But, yeah, he thought that I had robbed the hotspot. And I'm like, well, did you get a fucking 911 call? And his exact words were, well, well, no, it was just the way you left. It was as if you just did something wrong. And I'm like, you might want to go back to fucking school to be a police officer, buddy. No, it's God honest, true story. Swear to God in the Holy Bible. And I, and, I, and to this day, I still remember when I rolled down that window, the shit that was coming out of my mouth, it was like, I, I, I didn't care if he arrested me at that point. I was pissed because I was like, you know, don't expect someone to just pull over because you're riding your ass and your high beams on. 
you know, I'm not going to pull over. It, 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 it didn't even resemble a police car to me. And it was one of those almost unmarked ones, you know. And all I could see was the guy's fucking hood, basically, in my rearview mirror. And I was just like, I'm not pulling over for this cocksucker. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. And it turned out to be a fucking police officer. Is that my fucking problem? No, it's not my fucking problem. Your lights didn't work? Not my fucking problem, buddy. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know why I'm talking about it. But, I, I you know, people, are, this whole conversation about defunding the police, you know, I don't believe... Uh, I don't believe at all that we should defund the police, but there are a lot of, there is a lot of money that we're putting into this police forces that can be allocated for better things for society. I know a lot of people argue with that and say, no, 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 no. I mean, I can tell you a, a number of police departments that I'm well acquainted with in this general area who literally complain they have nothing to do on a Friday night because it's such a small town. They might have one or two DUIs, and then otherwise they're sitting at the fucking IHOP slash Waffle King, you know, and and just fucking off for the whole fucking rest of the night because there's nothing happening here. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure they do have calls and a lot of domestic disturbances in the evenings and stuff. But, I mean, I've literally, I've known police officers that say they've moved here from big towns, big cities where, you know, they've been in a, they've seen a lot of shit. And they come here and they're like, this is the most boring police force I've ever been on. <laughs> I knew a guy that came, I think it was from uh, either Detroit or, oh, I can't remember. It was a busy city. And he came here and he was in his 50s. And he came here to retire. And he got on the police force here. If I remember correctly, it was uh, just a township over. And he had been maybe on the force for five years. And I got to meet, I actually, uh, actually cooked for him. I think it was for Policeman's Ball. And I was the uh, executive chef then at this place. And if I remember correctly, what had happened, which was pretty cool, um, he was introduced. And actually, I smoked a cigarette with him in the back um, at the end of the evening. And he happened to be there with a few other police officers. And I think I was on my, uh, I was taking a cigarette break and I think a beer break. Because this was like a banquet hall. It wasn't, and the guy that ran it was handing me beer anyways. It wasn't like I was just, you know, drinking at work or something. <laughs> but I remember talking to this police officer and the whole conversation, you know, it was just, you know, hey, thanks for cooking and, you know, great meal and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and it's like, huh, so you've been with the police for, you know, because he got a, an award or something. He's, yeah, I've been here for five years. He's, you know, I left, uh, I can't remember, it was a big city. It might have been Seattle might have been Detroit. I can't remember. I know it was a northern city. Anyways, he had left a big city to come here. And it's a small little teeny town. And I remember him saying to me when we were smoking a cigarette, he said, I came here to retire. He says, and, you know, <clears throat> he goes, I feel like I've been on retirement since I got here. And I said, really? He goes, it, it, he says, it's night and day compared to, it's night and day compared to working in a city as a police officer when you come to a small town where they might have a murder a year versus a murder a day or, you know, a violent crime committed every hour of the day or, you know, all these horrible things happening, you know, in a big police force in a big city. He's in, then you come here and they're like, they're on, they're on 13 murders in 20 years. And, but you know, the police force here gets a pretty, substantial amount of money um, every year to do what they do. And they do a good job. It's a good police force. And I, I really don't have any 
I got some negative thoughts about the actual sheriff, but uh, most of the police deputies, uh, even the detectives and stuff that I know are, are decent, decent people, um, hardworking Christian Americans. They might be Democrats or Republicans. It doesn't matter to me. I just, like I said before, I'm kind of blind to that um, whole party thing and, you know, being loyal just to your party and your party only. I think, you know, that's a, a, a problem right now. And when people are turning on Donald Trump, that are Republican Party and conservatives are getting, you know, labeled and demonized. But, you know, the sheriff here, he's not going to, no, I'm not going to say anything too bad about him. He's not an actual, like, uh, bad, bad guy, but he's not exactly uh, trustworthy either. A little, a little trouble here and there. Let's put it that way. Anyways. Enough of my ramble. I'll be right back. I have to run into this uh, beautiful, luxurious dollar store and pick up some diapers. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love my country. I love everything about this country. I say it every time. I love our military. I love our men and women in blue. I love everything about this country. I just don't like Donald Trump. And I'll never support a man who's literally trying to create his own army right before an election. Actually, I got an email from the Trump campaign saying, join the Trump army. Amazing. We live in a country where something like this would have been frowned upon back in Reagan's years. Nobody would have celebrated Donald Trump as a president back when Ronald Reagan was president. Um, I don't think the conservative party is still a conservative party it used to be. You know, Ronald Reagan was a, a, a little bit more about decency. Uh, Donald Trump is nothing like Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was a great president. He wasn't the best, but he was a great president, and he was a great leader of this nation. And he led the entire nation when he led this nation. And I can say that about almost every president that's ever led this nation. Some were a little divisive, but they weren't like Donald Trump. Donald Trump has literally divided this country and empowered one side and demonized the other. And that's it. That's really all you can. If you want me to summarize what's going on in this country, that's what's going on in this country. And the problem is, is getting people on the other side that are part of the empowered to realize that what's going on in this country is wrong. And what Donald Trump is doing is wrong. And it's not just his policies or his or his actions or inactions or, or failures or successes. It's his character, his personality and the things that he's demonstrated. Throughout his presidency, he's unfit to lead this nation. He's only fit to lead 38% of it. This is Danger Close USA. <coughs> Dying. <coughs> this is Danger Close USA. Angry, pissed off American podcast radio. Your host, Jeff Kaufman. Fuck COVID. I'll be right back.
She wasn't doing well in health. A lot of people are upset about her loss. She was probably one of the best uh, Supreme Court justices we ever had. Of course, if you listen to either side, um, there's varying opinions on what kind of person she was. Um, it's a sad day to lose someone of her magnitude. Um, it's not the end of the fucking world. But the way the Republican Party is acting, you wish they had the same fever and energy when it comes to saving Americans that are being evicted from their homes. You wish they had the same energy and devotion to doing their job when it comes to supplementing American families during this crisis, which we have failed miserably compared to other countries. And it's just astonishing to realize we're in this position right now where the Republican Party is actually saying, hey, hey, let's all get together and and get a justice in there. Ah, Come on, guys. Drop your golf clubs. Cancel your fucking visit to the Bahamas. I know we're on recess for the next six weeks, but we got to get in here and we got to vote us in a new SCOTUS. Scrotum. Whatever. So they're willing to put all this energy towards securing a justice of the Supreme Court. But they can't put this energy in in helping Americans. It was the same thing with the first stimulus package. They voted, Republicans voted first to save corporations and businesses. They made sure that that was the number one priority. And then we came second weeks later. And of course, they blame the Democrats, but see, the Democrats are trying to make sure we got enough money to survive, which is what they're fucking doing right now. But now the Republican Party's like, oh, no, no, we're, the, we're going to give you $1,200 and that's it. Do you know how many fucking people are homeless right now? No fault of their own. You fucking Republican conservatives that sit there and go, well, if they just worked harder, they just saved their money. They saved their money, put their money in a piggy bank, treat everybody like shit. They'd have enough money to survive. You realize some people have been out of work for fucking a lot longer than what you probably could feed your family for without working. And they have struggled and struggled and struggled and then now they're being evicted and they have no money, they have no nothing, they can't find a job. There are plenty of people out there who 
are doing everything humanly possible to survive and, and, and do what they have to do, including looking for work, taking anything they can, mowing lawns, fucking whatever the fuck they can make. And they're still not able to make a fuck enough to support their fucking family. And they're being fucking evicted in the fucking millions. In the next coming weeks, we'll see a droves of fucking Americans homeless on the streets because the Republican Party is more concerned about what? Themselves. Enriching themselves and enriching their party. They're not concerned about the average everyday American. If they were, they would have stepped in a long time ago and faced Donald Trump and confronted him. If they gave a shit about America, they would be confronting him right this fucking minute and would have by now. If the GOP actually gave a shit about you and me, they would have voted that motherfucker into impeachment. They know he's bad. They know he's one of the most derelict and uncontrollable criminalized fucking president they've ever had and they sit on their fucking hands and they go hey we need to get another scotus in there man before we uh, before we lose the presidency they can pull the fucking they can pull the fucking energy out of their fucking keister when it comes to fucking getting someone in there to empower their agenda I mean you know these motherfuckers the Republican Party is destroying this country and every time that they make a new rule or new law, they make sure they make a new rule or new law that makes sure that you can't change that new rule or new law. Do you understand that? I don't know if anybody's aware of that. If you're a Republican, are you aware of the fact that this huge tax break that were just given that was just given to the rich was written so it could not be changed by the president of the United States? Do you really and and, and you know the Congress backed them on it. They wrote the law. They, they, they voted it in. The Republican Party voted it in. They made it so you, they can do whatever the fuck they want and write a law to make sure you can't change it. That's how fucking corrupt they've become. But there's still Americans out there going, oh, yeah, the GOP, man. They're, just, they're out for America, dude. They're out there trying to save America, man. They're trying to implement laws and save infants and do all these wonderful things. And uh, if you really think so, I mean, really, 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 do you really think so? You are just pigeons to them. They throw you crumbs, you happily gobble it up, and you fly away. That's what they fucking do. And when it comes to something major, something big, something extremely important, what do they do? They throw you a little bone and they go on and they make sure that the millions and billions and trillions of dollars that should be going to the fucking people to save their asses right now goes into the pockets of rich, wealthy, corporate elites. That's it. You motherfuckers out there going, Donald Trump's going to drain the swamp. That motherfucker's pumping more shit into the swamp, okay? He's throwing fertilizer in there, some catfish, and he's fucking fertilizing that fucking swamp, and it's growing out of control, and all you motherfuckers are doing is fucking helping him. Which is just astonishing. You people claim to be patriots and love this country and do all these wonderful things, but you can't even see tyranny and fascism when it's fucking attacking your country. It's amazing. He's actually trying to form his own fucking army. That's not just some, some political thing. Okay, that wasn't part of his campaign. These are these are things he actually said. 
he's controlling his his 38% of this country. He's controlling militias in this country, armed white supremacists in this country. He's controlling armed militia groups in this country right now. He has the power to call on them and make them active anytime. That's how dangerous it is, America. And that's what's fucked up about you fucking people that support him. You're okay with this. You're okay with the president of the United States forming his own militia. Because you think he's draining the big fucking swamp. That motherfucker's the biggest crocodile, fucking slime ball, reptile in that swamp. And you people support him. But not me. <laughs> no. I support this fucking country. I support this fucking America that I believe in. And in this America that I believe in, it's still good fucking America. Even though you people hate one side more than the other or whatever. This country is a great fucking country. And the more and more people that realize that Donald Trump is the fucking problem. Look, I don't give a shit that I'm a Democrat. I'll fucking give a, I'll denounce the Republican Party. Okay? I will denounce everything It's anything and just say, look, this is my personal opinion as a hardworking blue-collar American that Donald Trump is more dangerous than any fucking president or anybody that's in power in the entire fucking world right now. He's mental. He's dangerous. And he's forming his own militias and he has full control over these militias. You realize that, right? All it takes is a simple shout out on fucking his social media accounts, his Twitter accounts, whatever. All he has to do is do a simple fucking single phrase. And he's empowered, weaponized, and controls that militia. And he can do it with just a simple phrase. Come save me, Americans. I need your help. They are trying to take over my presidency. Whatever he has to say, some magical fucking phrase. And all these fucking goddamn great Americans that are fucking sheep at the moment are going to fall in fucking rank and do stupid fucking shit because of that fucking whack job of a fucking president. It's amazing that Americans are still fucking supporting this fucking douche. You don't realize how dangerous it is. You think it's great. You think it's fun. Wait till he really fucks this country. Wait till Americans are dying more already, more than now. In the streets because of that fucking corrupt piece of shit. People say collusion. I say compromised. That man, somebody he owes a lot of money to in Russia has him by the fucking balls. And he's fucking been squeezed and squeezed and squeezed throughout this whole presidency. And I'm so tired of hearing this fucking shit out of his fucking mouth. Fake news. Russia, Russia, Russia. Let me explain something to you. 17 intelligent agencies all said Russia interfered in our election and is doing it right now. And Donald Trump is perfectly okay with it and he's casting a shadow of doubt over it. Going, what about China? What about North Korea? What about Brazil? What about Argentina? These people hack us too. And uh, Russia has the most, one of the most powerful fucking computers on the face of the fucking planet. More powerful than any computer we have. They have a quantum fucking computer that can hack anything. Can hack your fucking car. I don't know. But all I know is they have one of the most powerful fucking computers in the world. If you don't believe me, go look it up. And that's what they've been using to hack us with. There is plenty of scientific evidence to back it up. There's actually a hacker group that does good who studied this fucking uh, this, this computer, has alerted our own fucking intelligence agencies to it. They're well aware of this computer. They talk about it all the time. But you know what? We don't hear a peep out of fucking Donald Trump about it. This computer that they have is very much capable of hacking our elections and doing shit that we can't even fucking conceive. If you don't believe me, go look it up. I'm not bullshitting you. It's not a conspiracy. Science. And, and now all of a sudden we're going 
we're talking about Snowden as if he's a, a friend of this country? I thought that in the beginning. I thought maybe he was a patriot of this country and he was trying to alert American public to what Google is doing and all these social media, whatever. He ended up in fucking Russia. He's been in Russia ever since. Obviously, this is his new home. What drives me fucking crazy is that here lately, he's been in the news a lot. He was on Joe Rogan. Fuck Joe Rogan. I'd punch that fucking piece of shit right in the fucking mouth. Can't stand the fucking guy. I, I, you know, I, I used to love the UFC. When he had his own talk show, I'd tune in a couple times. I was like, what, what is the hype about this? He, he, he's like a fucking jock that has about the same fucking amount of gray matter as a as a fucking adolescent fucking junior high kid. He, he talks big, but he, he he's just a fucking jackass. And the right embraces him, and he knows it. And he's 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 an, he's happy with it. That's what kills me. These people that realize they know that racism embraces the right, and they embrace the right. Fuck Joe Rogan. Fuck his goddamn. He's a fucking piece of shit. My opinion, I'm allowed to say it. I don't give a fine fuck what anybody thinks. Every time I hear this guy, I'm like, okay, what's his big thing about Joe Rogan? He's not, he's just a fucking, he's not even a controversial figure. He's just a douche with a radio show. But you know, you people love Joe Rogan. I don't, I don't care for Joe Rogan. I, I don't care for any of these fucking talk show hosts that really don't speak the truth. That just, you know, they rub two sticks together and start a fire every fucking day. He, he's getting up there right alongside Sean Hannity and Mark Levin. It's really, it's getting to that point. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm not really big into radio, but when I hear, I hear Joe Rogan say something, I'm like, fuck him. Fuck Joe Rogan. Fuck him. He's, he's just another fucking duck dynasty fuckwad without a fucking beard. That's my opinion. Don't care for him. Sorry. And fuck the UFC. I've always been a fan. Of, I've got so many goddamn UFC DVDs. It's not even funny. 2007 was one of my favorite ones. Anyways. The guy's a fucking douche. I, I don't know. So am I supposed to be fascinated by this guy? Is he supposed to have some kind of potential of uh, helping America or something? No, he's a douche. That's all he is, is a fucking douche. Sorry. This is Danger Close USA. <laughs> Angry, pissed off American podcast radio. Hey, I, I never deny the fact that I always tell the truth. You might not agree to it, but it's the truth. I can't help it that he's a douche. I just want to point that out. It's not my fault. I'm just speaking the truth. <laughs> Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck all this shit. You know what you should do today? Fucking turn off the TV. Shut off your fucking laptop, your tablet, your fucking phone. Get your family together and go do something outside. Go have a fucking cookout. Go uh, whatever. Do something. Leave the politics to the politicians for a day and enjoy your Saturday, America. Fuck all the fucking bullshit. We don't need it. And whoever this guy was, Mr. Wayne, that was, yeah, maybe we and you can have a conversation. I, I, I've not heard back from him. I don't know what the fucking deal is. I was thinking you know, maybe him, me and him could share a beer online and have a conversation. He wants to video it, put it on his YouTube. I think it would be a good, I think, because we don't really, uh, there's no example of the right talking to the left over a fucking beer, especially someone as opinionated as me and has the voice I have and say the shit I say. Uh, I'm sure I upset a lot of people on the right, but I speak the truth. I don't give a shit. I've had, uh, you know, a, quite a, a, a massive amount of listeners over the course of the last few months. Very grateful for all that. Uh, my analytics shows I've been doing pretty well. Um, maybe I'm getting some traction. I really don't care. I, I don't care. But what I do care about is uh, if you want to talk to me about politics or you want to sit down and talk about this country, do it. I'm not bashful. And I promise I'll try to refrain from using words like fuck and 
dick and fucking bullshit and crap and poop. I promise. I'll be a lot more polite and a lot more eloquent. I'm actually a pretty intelligent guy, and I don't portray it very well on this thing, on this show. I, I dumb it down a lot. My wife even will tell you that. It's, when I talk like I talk and I say the things I say, I'm never really like that in real life. But, oh, she's looking at me. Hold on. Hi. Hi. I'm coming in. Because I was trying to get the window down, and I didn't think I had, and, and then I realized. Can you get the milk? Yes. Good. Can I grab it? Because Kimmy's having a fit about cereal. Well, get your little happy ass out here. Well, I've got, I can't, uh, hold on. I'm coming in, if you could just wait 10 seconds. Okay. All right. I am being summoned by thy wife. My show's over. My mobile studio is shutting down. She's three years old. Is she fucking queen or something? What happened? 